everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site ministry. My name is EJ Swanson, and I'm joined with two of my greatest friends, Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. And Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey gang, good to be here with you. Wow. <laughs> They're mocking me right now because they say I have a, um, a podcast voice or a I wasn't a mocking you. You were laughing, just be honest. I was laughing we at very, Joe. We were being very honest beforehand. Um, yeah, I asked if I was a jerk and they both told me I am, so. Mm. This is true, but it's got great intentions behind it. Wow, you guys, I'm so glad to be with you guys. I'm back today. We get to see each other in the office all the time, but this is one of the highlights, I think, of my week when we have the opportunity to do this, um, even hanging out with uh, Trevor, who is part of our staff, and um, we're just so thankful for him. You know, today's a big day here at uh, Woodside. We have a whole bunch of things coming up on the horizon. One of those being an absolutely amazing event called Gloasis. Yeah. Uh, Joe Kim, will you guys tell us a little bit about that? Because um, I want to set the table here a little bit so that then we can lead into our discussion today. Yeah, so this is an annual all-campus uh, event for middle school students. And we gather here currently at our Troy campus, and it gets decked out in glow in the dark everything like um, everything everything like we try to make every room that we use as black as possible and then bring in as many black lights as possible um so the the decorating and the prep for this has already started well beyond um, the day of, and we are looking forward to it this week. But we see about 400 plus middle school students in our community, from our schools, from our churches across Woodside, come here and just enjoy an evening of frivolous fun um, from making slime. That was really good alliteration. Oh, thanks. Very pastoral of you. Oh, I just learned from the best. Um, from making slime to mini golf in the and it all glows in the dark as you play from nine square and octaball and laser tag. So we just want we just fill the building with multiple activities that students can do, and then gather them all at the end in one room and just remind them of why we have fun and because of the joy that Christ has given us, um, that we are able to gather as a church, as a community body of Christ, and have fun together. Yeah, it is. It's really it is an awesome experience, and as many of you guys out there listening do, we do events to uh, really give students an opportunity to invite their friends to have what we like to call a positive experience in the church. Uh, a lot of our students, their friends, may never have gone to a church, uh, or if they've gone to a church, it's a, a, of a different, um, you know, perhaps they have burnt by the church that don't longer go to a church or anything like that and so um, this really does give them that uh, that great experience and for them to be able to connect with our leaders uh, and just catch a glimpse and um, as we've talked through as well always want to make sure we're intentional with uh, with what the follow-up process is there to make those events great so yeah Gloasis is coming and our middle school ministry is called Oasis so that's why it's called Gloasis glow in the dark glow it's super super cheeky, I guess. So. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I think that um, that evaluation process is probably what um, led us to even starting earlier this week and putting some of the, the decorations and things like uh, that up here mm-hmm. at, at this campus, the campus that we're hosting the event. And 
you know, that's part of what we've learned doing multi-site ministry is one mm -hmm. of the blessings is being able to evaluate with the, um, at times, just our leadership teams, our core teams of people, or as the team as a whole. And we've even mm -hmm. taken that at sometimes as well down to our leaders and students and how we evaluate and our volunteers yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's, that's huge um, feedback for us, yep. tons of wins. Um, so I want to just talk through a little bit about what are the tools that we use to evaluate um, within student ministry. Typically, um, we could see that in an event. We could see that on a week-to-week -week basis in message series. Where else would you guys see us evaluating? Yeah, from retreats, events, message series. Well, even the conversation even right before the, we started recording, we're talking about mission trip. Yeah. But really not even just mission trips, but like how we we were evaluating how it is exactly that we best equip our staff, guys and gals, uh, to lead on mission trips. Um, and so I... I and self-evaluation within that. Yeah, that was actually pretty neat. One of the things that we just did for our, our recent fall retreat uh, is that we did our normal evaluation process, which uh, we'll, I'll have you share in a moment here, Kim, what that is. Uh, but we added another piece of self-evaluation where you created a little survey for each one of our staff members to answer how they think that they did, as well as to evaluate, because a lot of them are in teams, how they worked within that team, how that team worked together. Together. Uh, and it was it was very insightful. Um, we all did it. We all were able to read one another's. But I think it's good to see um, how somebody is reflecting honestly on their own work and taking ownership of certain things. But um, well, and it also then projects back onto someone you know who's leading out the retreat, who's leading out the event. All right, where are the gaps, or what did I miss? It's almost like a great self-evaluation within a self-evaluation for myself, um, as well as as we lead the teams. It's what they call selfception. It's the inception of the self. So, Ooh, yeah. nice. But the uh, we usually SWAT. <laughs> so, I mean, most people might yes. be familiar with the SWAT, but why don't you lay out the details for us quickly? Yeah. So. Uh, again, from fall retreat recently, um, I'll use that as an example. Um, SWAT stands for strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Uh, so we look at something like the fall retreat and uh, something new I did this year with the team um, for Hope Week and fall retreat. Hope Week is our largest missions trip that we run during the summer. Um, but I, I felt the need to give better space and more immediate space for our team to really evaluate uh, post these mission trip retreats and events. So I created a form that they actually fill out about a week or two right after um, where they can place all their thoughts uh, in accordance to the SWOT analysis down. And I then get to compile them all into one document and send it out to the entire team. From there, uh, we love to gather as a team for about 15 to 30 minutes. It it always varies depending on how many pieces we, you know, dive into as well as just the um, vastness of the retreat or mission trip or um, event. But we then pick out the common themes or what has come up uh, quite frequently that we need to bring attention to the entire team as a whole um, and better uh 
graph it for next year. So for fall retreat, we just did that. I created a Excel form that they filled out where they just gave the feedback on their own personally. That way it gives them better time to actually sit and think through the inner workings of just the weekend itself instead of having the pressure of being in a team meeting and feeling like, shoot, I didn't put enough thought to this or I feel pressured to have to say something so I'm just gonna shoot this off the hip and then you know they're scrambling for words um so then coming into the meeting they have not only their voice and opinion out there and everyone has had a chance to speak the whole team has had a chance to see it and then we can start diving into what are those immediate needs that we need to address for not only our upcoming retreat, our middle school retreat, but also then for next year for a high school retreat that's specific to the high school retreat. Yeah, that's, that's um, I, I think uh, overall just that is for us why either a SWOT or evaluating makes it such a win, right? We have mm-hmm. the opportunity to um, look at how efficient an event was or um, a resource that we're using are. It improves, uh, improves our day-to-day operations of how we yes. run it. Um, it helps us to discover opportunities within it or new opportunities even mm-hmm. to see how we can make something better. It helps us to manage the risk within a lot of our events. That was dangerous. We need to change that. And then it, it like helps us to position what we want to do in the future. Do yeah. we do it again? Do we go back to that city within the, um, you know, do we go back to Guatemala or Kenya or, you know, the right. Philippines because of X, Y, Z? Why do we do it? Why do we not? What um, do you stop doing? What do you keep doing? Or what do you kind of tweak yeah, to make better? Yeah, for sure. Joe, what do you, um, what would you say from your time doing SWATs with our team, especially on the multi-site level? has been um, one of the greatest wins, the greatest outcomes of doing that. Maybe you could use an example of an event or um, you know, messaging, that type of thing. But, but to kind of walk us through the process and why it became such a win. Yeah, I think the, the biggest win is going to be consistent improvement uh, throughout the years. Um, it allows you to, what often happens even with all these SWATs and, you know, now that Kim has moved everything online, but even before that, we'd have somebody who was taking notes throughout the meeting. Is that when they be put up in our, you know, our central server area? And when, you know, three, four months out, when we're talking about a Gloasis or when it comes to message series or retreat, we would pull up the SWAT and say like, oh, yep, remember that this was an issue last mm-hmm. year. And so it allows you, you know, you have so many things going on. Um, and so it allows you to quickly go back, put yourself in the shoes of the event that night, what went well, what didn't go well, um, and how to then improve upon it so that you're creating a better experience. I've also seen it give way to greater innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about, and I'm sure we'll just do an event, uh, uh, sorry, an uh, uh, episode one night, uh, one time on events, multi-site events, but we've had those conversations as we look to innovate, uh, as we look at some of the threats of having a multi-site event at one location when we span 40 miles uh, right. across campuses, is saying, do we hub out these events? Do we now have events at these key locations? That's innovative. We're not doing that 
pretty much as a church, holistically. We've looked and seen some churches across the nation who have uh, done done this, so we can kind of learn and, um, you know, kind of figure it out, learn from their mistakes, learn from their successes. Um, but I think it allows for innovation. Um, so it allows for improvement, innovation, and I wish I had another I word, but I don't. <laughs> um, so I'll just... Greater oh. implementation. I was going to say um, just greater, like, collaboration and buy-in. I think when you're sitting there and everybody's able to speak through and speak into everything that happened, um, but you know, and it generates a lot of ideas and allows really the best idea to rise to the top. You know, sometimes it is, you know, we, we do know that there are bad ideas in brainstorming. Um, that's a myth, but what often happens, um, is that one idea begets another, begets another, begets another, begets another. Um, but it does. It allows everybody to be part of the process. It allows everybody to maybe see things. We talked about that um, before we started recording. Is like, how do you get individuals that you're leading to see what you want them to see? Mm-hmm. Right? And we understand that that's really on us as leaders because it's our responsibility to cast vision uh, so they can have that sight of what it is that you want them to see. Uh, and we'll record that podcast once we figure it out. Yeah, once we figure <laughs> it out. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're still in the midst of it. Once I learned to be kinder with my words. <laughs> uh, but but it is. I think that if, if I, I feel like if you're sitting in there, what we've heard in other episodes from, with guys like CT and Ben, as they've talked about life on a campus level, mm-hmm. uh, is that it allows you, it communicates value. It allows you to give input. It allows you to feel part of the team. It allows you to say, hey, yep, I'm seeing this. And you're being asked hey, what do you see that we don't see so we can be made better as a team? Because yeah. we are a team. We win and lose as a team. We don't want to be great great players and bad teammates. Yep. We want to be great players and phenomenal teammates because that's what wins championships. Yeah. How, how do you guys in that moment as you're evaluating something, when somebody brings up a something that you don't agree with within the evaluation, Right, because we've all been in a SWAT where somebody says the lights were too bright, or the music was too loud, or any whatever example it is. How do you deal with that within that SWAT? Because you know, again, that's somebody you have to work with the next time, the next week. You yep. have to plan the next event with. How do you play that out, Joe? I hope you're going to bring up the winter experience. Um, I was going to say scheduling. Yeah, you boo and hiss at that, correct? Right? (laughs) That's why we have a healthy amount of tomatoes in the room. (laughs) But yeah, uh, go for it. You have an answer? Well, I'll give the example and then you can kind of speak into it as well. Principles and philosophy. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So over this past year, in between weekends of our winter retreat, we met together and kind of just collaborated, evaluated quickly the first weekend going into our second weekend. And something that came out of it was a huge schedule shift for us. And um, as a team, we all sat down and we were trying to get consensus on moving um, our second session to the afternoon and our large group games to the morning. And so it it would be a major shift, something we've never done before. And we did have a team member that was strongly opposed to it. Um, And so, you know, sitting in that meeting and wanting to change something up, but knowing the entire team wasn't fully behind it was a difficult place to be. But ultimately, I think what we can say within our team, as well as as 
teams across, like as you're working with them, is we've just got to trust our team at some points, right? And we, we've got to accept that there will be times where we do fail and what do we do in those situations? And there'll be times where we are wrong and we don't know the exact or best plan. Um, or, you know, our idea isn't the greatest or isn't taken. Um, so in that moment, it's a difficult, like, I think there's great um, arguing and fighting that can happen. Um, but Joe, go ahead and speak more into just like that aspect of when that does come up, how does how does that get resolved? Yeah, and there's there's a couple things in it. Some of them are, are practical uh, and even just in a, in a principle sense as well. But the biggest thing is just setting the tone to what that process is going to look like to begin with. And uh, Kim did this even yesterday when we met and began our, our SWAT, is that you keep the main thing the main thing. Absolutely. So you always set the tone for the conversation of reminding them that, hey, we are, we are having this conversation because we, are, we have all been blessed and called to be a part of this ministry, and we all therefore have a responsibility uh, to this ministry and to improving upon that which God has so richly blessed us with. We want to be good stewards, right? He's given us many talents, Mm -hmm. Right. And we don't want to just bury them in the ground. Right. We want to go out and invest them and we want to improve upon that investment. So more and more lives we change by the gospel, not by our work, but by the work of the Holy Spirit. And even then setting the tone that anything that we share in here um, is not does not diminish the work that God has done. Yes. Uh, and we make sure to have that time, that adequate time, because even part of that online, the self-evaluation and the SWAT part of those conversations are, and those questions are, what is a great story from that weekend? Mm -hmm. So even when you're having guys physically sit down and type out their answers, you're also asking in those moments to process lives that were changed. A moment with a leader in which you felt like they just took it up a notch and you were able to celebrate with that. And it cues them up to think, oh, have I followed up with that student? Mm -hmm. have, I, have I celebrated that leader? And so keeping the main thing the main thing allows these other things to not be, they, they allow them to remain molehills and not mountains. They allow it to be like, yep, you know what? Ultimately, if the schedule change is going to be the best thing for the weekend, I trust this team and yep. I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, but I think even creating space in which you're allowing people to argue, yes, you're allowing people to, to, uh, um, you know, to disagree is key and important too. Uh, you, you, you can't ever just came like, nope, I'm just the boss and I have to shut this down now. Um, well, it doesn't allow team members to be creative or think for themselves or even feel then comfortable to voice, right? Because we've seen a lot of those great ideas come out of someone throwing an off-the-wall comment, right? Or oh, yeah. idea or brainstorm. So just creating that safe space for that. Yeah. And, and so I think that it's setting the tone, creating that safe space and really just and I think asking questions. It's just like, all right, well, what are you concerned with? You know, and really it's just there's realities, man, the schedule that we have now, there's some pros and there's some cons. The schedule that we we're proposing, there's some pros and there's some cons. Yep. But how do we make this the best win either way? Um, and I think that that goes a long way in those disagreements. You know, within multi-site, there's always um I shouldn't say always. At times, there's tension between the central team or, you know, the, the lead campus team and campuses. Can you guys, um, Kim, maybe you can start. Can you 
speak specifically of as you're evaluating something, whether it be before an event or after an event, um, from the central aspect, what do you um, what do you do on the central side of things to prepare? Like, okay, this is what I'm going to be looking for tonight because I need to evaluate is this working or not. Mm-hmm. Or on the back end, before you even circle the whole team up with, how do you evaluate um, the outcomes of stuff? I usually take notes throughout the entirety of the event, retreat, missions trip. I just always have something readily available to jot things down. Okay. And, and that just gives you the opportunity then to reflect back on the moment and then from there say, hey, I need to address this with the team so that they can, they can pull it out. Yes, and a lot, of, a lot of the evaluation too just comes out of conversations or things that I do just see um, and then again, note to address. But a lot of the team members are very intuitive and they have great perspective on different things that I don't even see that they'll bring. And then from that, we'll have conversations that will either get addressed during the weekend, during the retreat, or post. Like, it's just that discernment of like, hey, what is, does it need to be switched up? Does the gap need to be filled now? Or should it wait until, hey, as a team, we're sitting down together for next year? Right. Joe, on on the, the campus side of things, within multi-site, when you're evaluating something that needs to go back up the chain to uh, central, what are you What are you looking for? What are the things that you find yourself saying, hey, w- we need to be looking at this? How, how do you approach that? Yeah, I, I think it's it's twofold, and I, and I think it's probably the same thing for Kim as well. I, um, I, I think of, of Troy, my campus, and then I think of the team. Um, and how those and, and, and both and right because I think through on a campus level um, on the Troy level I'm like okay this is what worked well this was didn't work well I'm wondering how it worked for our other guys leaders and everything and even that uh, that sense like you know if a campus is is growing right so if you have like a campus that has 15 students and five leaders there another that has 30 students and 10 leaders there and 60 students and 25 leaders there they should be we should all be looking to the left and right mm-hmm. and saying, okay, what went well for those students, that context? I know that these things are a little bit differently, but these things are the same. Like principally, these things need to be true. So how did I lead well? How did they lead well? So the guy with 30 students and 20 leaders or 15 leaders is looking and saying, man, I, I, I love what this guy here did that's, you know, with 60 students and 25 leaders yeah. and everything. What am I? What do I need to do as I look to grow, as yep. I pray for that, and then even prepare for that? Um, so I think it, it's 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 cross it's across the 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 team and across the campuses of like what is the uh, what are the wins? How do we improve and so on? And I just think that I think about the culture of my campus, what I want to see happen, um, and were we able to make that happen and push that forward uh, with the with the event? And I know that again, there's principally contextually a lot of that same those same desires across the campuses. So thinking like, hey, I saw this from my campus. Did anyone see it at their right. campus? I really felt like our our leaders really stepped up. They caught the vision what we asked for. I saw it in this way, this way, and this way. Uh, and another guy, I'm like, yeah, I saw it in that way. And then I know I'm looking through the lens that he was looking through and he's looking through the lens that I'm looking through. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of Troy and then the teams. So, As, as you guys think about this, um, just this continuous 
because for us at at least at Woodside, it is continuous evaluation over and over and over. And everything that we're doing, whether it be from the graphics that we're putting out to the small group questions, to our messages, to events, to the fun stuff that we're doing. Um, if there's one thing that you've learned to wrap up this episode today about evaluation within multi-site ministry, hmm. what is it? I would say don't think take things personally. Um, I think that's super difficult for myself, especially just being um, one that doesn't want to see things fail and everything be done well and excellent. Um, and just remember, as we're talking about specific things that I maybe I was responsible for, or I should have sought out better or let out better um, as we're chatting through it to not take it so personally. Um, but to just be mindful that uh, we're not perfect um, and that as a team, again, like I've seen what's been really cool is I've seen other team members step up in those gaps that I might have missed um, or come up with a greater idea to fill in the gap for next time that I wouldn't even, even have thought of. And knowing that their heart isn't out of attack, it's out of, um, hey, as a team, I desire, we desire to be better, and here's just a weakness that, or a threat, or something, an opportunity that we can grow in um, together. Yeah, I think that's really key, Kim. What you uh, what you shared because one of the most damaging things to having a culture of evaluation are individuals uh, becoming overtly critical, yes, um, or or cynical. Mm -hmm. uh, and taking things personally and then getting defensive. And so I think that one of the keys uh, is having to, um, is making sure that you, whether you're leading it out or you're a participant of it, um, that again, you're, you're focusing not just on what, what you want to have happen. And if you're going to say this, you guys, like, honestly, I, this is what I want to have happen, just own that then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this might be selfish of me, but thinking about it, how can, you know, I really wish that this would have happened because it would have been great for me and my campus. Yeah. And then anybody else in that room be like, no, I, I, I hear you on that. And I wonder how we can make something like that happen, not just for you, but for all of us. So mm -hmm. I think being honest and remembering that you're a part of the team and not taking things, things too personally and, and being mindful, whether, again, you're leading it or you're a participant of it, of not letting it become overtly critical and yeah. cynical that it loses the point of why you're doing it to begin with yep. is is so key. But I hear you on that personal thing. Somebody said that the message on Sunday morning at retreat was too long. Mm. Don't even know where that comes from. Amen. Wow. It would have to be that Joe <laughs> Crabb taught it. So uh, He did. How long was it, Kim? Do you have it? No, no, no. 40. It was, it was 35 40 minutes. minutes. It was five minutes and of was, a fun, cheeky intro. It was supposed to be only so, 20. So intros don't count? I'm going to evaluate this right now from <laughs> a little bit of a speaking experience, not a ton, and I'm going to say, you know what? That counts as part of the message. But Joe, Thank we you, love AJ. you. I got you, girl. <laughs> we're um, we're just, as we always say, you guys, we're so thankful to be a part, uh, a little part of your lives, even if it's over the airspace here. Yes. And um, we would love to hear from you about the evaluation process that you guys have within your student ministries, how it's working, what you hope to see out of that process and how we can help. And um, within that, if there's any questions that we can answer, send them our way. You can um, tune in to all of our social channels, as well as we would love if you 
you took the time and subscribed to the podcast and then left us a, a review. It mean a, a mean a ton to us and it helps us to keep going. How much you like us? Wow, I'm not going to go that far, but Joe will. Um, and within that... Multi-Summit, yeah. we got a great event coming up. Uh, Brett Squires, an uh, awesome guy, is hosting an event. Joe, tell us a little bit. This thing just keeps getting better and better. Uh, I mean, Brett and his team are just crushing it. Multisummit.org is the website for it. Uh, taking place uh, in March. Uh, is Kim, what's those dates on that? March 25th through 27th? You're looking it up right now. I am March but 25th through 27th. You are correct. March 25th through 27th. Guys, do not miss out on this opportunity. It's the first one of its kind, multi-site student ministries. I've been talking to a ton of you guys out there. I'm excited to spend that time with you. Well, the three of us will be there. Ben Hickson from one of our campuses, uh, Justin Herman from Control Chaos Podcast, uh, Carl Ramia. I'm sorry, Carl, I mispronounced your last name, but from Bayside Church in California, Leadership Network uh, is now behind this thing. Guys, this is gonna be awesome. I'm excited for us to kind of break new ground uh, and just work together and learn from one another. As yeah. we always share, that's what we, we want to be able to do. We don't have all the answers, uh, and we want to be able to learn from one another, encourage one another spiritually on the love and good works. And, and so, have some fun. And have some fun. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a ton of fun. It's going to be great. Maybe a polar plunge. Oh. It's on the water side, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, EJ left not? the recording, so now we can just talk, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, whatever we want to say. Now. He usually is the one that's like helps us wrap up, um, but he has left. So, Joe. Uh, Kim, you doing okay? No, I'm doing great. <laughs> what are you thankful for? Oh, man, Let's end I the podcast for? this way. I'm thankful for great beginnings and even better endings. And with that, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. We'll say farewell. See you guys. Bye.